As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ohio Dirt Track Podcast. This is episode number 36, but it is the first episode of 2020. We were off last week. Uh, Jacob, did you miss talking to me last week, man? Oh, I missed talking to everybody. I had to talk to my family. It was god-awful. Uh, so you had, uh, had a bunch of family over for Christmas, just like everybody else, I guess? Pretty much, yeah. But uh, you still found time to get out and see some racing last week. Where did you go? What did you see? Uh, so, yeah, Saturday I got to go to the Rumble in Fort Wayne. Uh, it was my second time there. I got to hang out with our buddies uh, Derek and JD. They've also been on the podcast before, as you know. Uh, Ryan Rule stopped by for a little while, too, so I got to meet him and talk to him for a while. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. We got to see Tony Stewart win the midget feature. Uh, he also won Friday night. We had a, a plethora of local drivers competing as well. Cap uh, Henry was in the midget. Uh, he was in the midget class in both 600 classes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Kelsey Ivy was in uh, the 600s as well. Rico Abreu was in the midgets, but he had some engine issues Saturday night. And we had uh, Seth Schneider was in one of the cart classes. Ryan Rule was in one of the cart classes. Uh, Cody Jarrett, who is one of the crew members on the 11N, was in one of the cart classes as well. I'm sure there are some people I'm forgetting that uh, are, are local to us. But, uh, yeah, it was a really good time. We got to see quarter midgets, carts, 600s, and midgets. So it was a good time. How many participants were there for the for the rumble? Oh, I would probably say 175, 200, maybe. I'm 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 not 100 percent sure, but my guess would be somewhere around there. So that's a pretty big event. Was the fan turnout pretty positive for that? Oh yeah, there was. Uh, it wasn't you know like standing room only, but uh, by the end of the night, it was getting kind of hard to find a seat. So. Like I said, uh, the fans seem to support it, and when you have guys like you know Tony Stewart and Rico Abreu there, that gets those people out there too. So some good racing, uh, you know. I think you mentioned there Tony won uh, his class, um, and on the show this week uh, for the first episode of 2020, uh, we have the winner of both the non-wing and wing 600 class. Uh, tell us a little bit about who we're going to talk to today, Jacob. So we got uh, the one and only Rumble legend, John Ivey, on the podcast today. 
Uh, as we mentioned, he won both the 600 wing and non-wing show Saturday night. Um, Friday night, I believe he had some issues uh, and he didn't he didn't get any wins. But um, you know, John is pretty competitive in really whatever he races. Um, in addition to winning the two Rumble races this year, he was Fremont's 305 track champion, and he had uh, a few wins there. He may have had one at Attica too. I can't remember. Um, but John has been successful for quite a while. I mean, kind of looking back at his career, he has um, 305 championships in 1993, 1994, 2013, and 2019 uh, between Attica and Fremont. And he has some 410 titles uh, in 2000, 2001, 2002, and 2004. And in addition to his Fremont 305 championship in 2013 he was also the fremont truck champion in 2013 as well so like i said he can just do a little bit of everything well good deal well with that let's uh let's get to it we appreciate you guys coming back to the ohio dirt track podcast for 2020 and we hope everybody is having a happy new year here on the second day uh, of the new year and please enjoy our conversation here with john ivy John Ivy, thanks for joining us on the Ohio Dirt Track Podcast here in the brand new year. Uh, coming off of a big weekend in Fort Wayne, how's everything going for you following Christmas here? Oh, good, good. You know, a little tired after a long weekend, but we'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, go right out of Christmas, right into a big weekend of racing. And we understand that, uh, it, well, Jacob was there. He witnessed it. I understand uh, you had some good success in both the non-wing and the wing class. Uh, how'd you feel about the weekend at the Rumble? Yeah, it started out a little rough. Um, we had issues Friday night, didn't get to finish in the wing class, and I think we were on eighth or something in the non-wing deal, and um, Kelsey had some issues with her car, and we ended up switching motors in that deal, so Saturday was pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> Uh, you you and like we said, you ended up winning both the uh, non-wing and the wing 600 races Saturday. Uh, but what I kind of want to talk about on Saturday was that wing feature. Uh, can you kind of talk us through that last restart there? I think it was like a green white checker or something because that was pretty crazy. Yeah, it got a little exciting there. Uh, I think the guy was having issues with his motor, and uh, I run him over once, and then I hit him again. I thought, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> to say i it was like i said it was pretty entertaining to watch i i don't know how you guys didn't crash because i mean you were ramping off of your ramping off of his tires but uh at the end of the night you found yourself in victory lane again yeah you know i guess i'd rather be uh, lucky than good anytime uh, you know i've raced for larry bowes for a long time a guy that runs the rumble there and stuff and he's always had a saying to finish first first you must finish you know and so like I said, we kind of got we kind of got lucky there, but you take them any way you could get them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll we'll kind of backtrack a little bit um, for the people that may not know. Uh, can you like kind of talk us through your career? Oh, let's see. I've been doing this for a couple of days here now. Uh, <laughs> um, started out go kart racing, and then. Um, you know, um, raced them for, well, I still do actually, I haven't never quit, but, uh, um, then we started running, uh, sprint cars here in Fremont and Attica and well, actually wherever, um, you know, but Fremont's like three minutes from the house and Attica's half hour away. So that's kind of our 
two closest tracks and then the deal come up with the 600s in the winter time which we always or i've always ran go-karts inside for as long as i can remember you know i mean we've been doing that for a long time and then this, this deal who started uh, just kind of go racing whatever we can <laughs> how did you get into the go-kart racing where where did that start where did you first see it and uh where'd you get your first cart um actually uh there's a go-kart track um well i grew up out in the neighborhood where we're at and there's a go-kart track there actually and it's kind of funny. I've actually gotten thrown out of the go-kart track a few times because I'd always be over there bugging people to let me drive their go-kart, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, who would have ever thought, you know, 30 years later, 40 years later, whatever, I'd buy a house right across from the go-kart track. <laughs> <laughs> kind of been, um, you know, uh, I don't know, just you can hear them from my, the house where I grew up at, so I'd get on my bike and come over and watch and then i took an interest in it and like i said got thrown out a few times for moving people and finally somebody gave me a chance at it and then i ended up buying all my own stuff you know and then whatever from there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i grew up about half a mile from a go-kart track myself and i have to say if you haven't been thrown out of a go-kart track you're not doing it right you're not trying hard enough <laughs> but that was in south georgia but uh, it seems to be pretty much the same up here in Ohio. Yep, like I said, it was it was a uh, you know once you get the itch, you can't get you can't get rid of it. So, so you you mentioned that you've been racing for quite a while, and in our introduction, we kind of you know went through some of your stats. You know, you have you know a three hundred five championship in nineteen ninety three. You have one you know just last year at Fremont, and you, you even have a truck championship at Fremont as well. So uh how what are some of your keys for being so successful for that long um i guess dedication uh you know we've um been successful i think that always helps to be able to keep going you know and i uh, have a good had good people around me um kind of been the same people you know pretty much my whole racing career it's my brother and guy and um sonny where we yeah, guy where we keep the car at and I mean, uh, you know, we've just, like I said, we've pretty much always been really good to us. And, you know, the same deal there. I used to go every week watching. My brother used to run street stocks back in the day. And I wasn't old enough to go in the pit, so I had to go sit in the grandstands. That always used to make me mad. But, you know, I kept telling him, I'm going to do this one day. But never would have ever imagined the success that we've had, you know, doing it. But. So that the transition between uh, go karts and, and sprint cars, uh, that's kind of a that's that's a pretty big jump. Was that an, another opportunity that you fell into, or did you guys, you know, get out and just buy one? Uh, how did you make that jump? Yeah, well, you know, we had, like I said, race go karts forever, and and always wanted to do a sprint car deal, and uh, I kept telling my buddy, I said, you know, we have to get a sprint car before somebody's going to come and help us. So I went and I went and I purchased a race car and then we ended up having a couple of people come along and help us out with the motors and stuff. And then we just went racing. <laughs> <laughs> was that first at Fremont? Is that where you guys got at it? Uh, yeah. Fremont and Attica is where we started out at. Yeah. And it kind of seems like you've gotten to race just a little bit of everything. I uh, want, you know, car wise. So is there, is there like, 
a type of car or a car that you haven't raced yet that you want to? Um, I've always, well, you know, I guess back in the day, you always wanted to do the NASCAR deal. That was everybody's, everybody's deal. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really, I mean, like I said, I have, I have raced quite a few different, um, vehicles, whatever you want to call them. I always tell everybody I race a wheelbarrow if I can find somebody to push me, you know, but, <laughs> um, ah. You know, you always want to try anything. I mean, I'd like to do a, a Lamont's deal or the off-road trucks or anything that's got a four wheels and a steering wheel. I'd definitely like to get in and try it, you know. <laughs> you know I've run a super modified. I've run you know, sprint cars, wing, non wing, 600 stuff, trucks, street stocks. I mean, there's <laughs> really not much left to try. Yeah, really. You know, <laughs> Actually, Kelsey's boyfriend, uh, he's from Connecticut. He runs a big box out there. He's been, you know, we've been trying to come up with something. Maybe I may try and get in his big big box one time. You know, see, but, <laughs> um, you know, I've always, like I said, whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. We kind of touched on it just a little bit before, but, you know, you go from car to car, you know, the 305, 410, the truck, the 600s, so... Um, you know, like on those nights where you would go from like the 305 to the truck, you know, what, what's that transition like for on a, you know, on the same night? That was, that was always a very interesting deal. You know, truck is, um, totally opposite of what you're supposed to do in a sprint car. A, a truck, I always tell everybody, it's also not supposed to do in a sprint car. You have to do in a truck to get them to go around the racetrack. <laughs> I mean, you know, sprint car, you only turn the wheel maybe half, three quarters of truck. You was wheeling, wheeling like crazy in that thing. But um, I had a pretty good, pretty good truck. The guys that, that owned that deal, they they had it. Um, uh, it was it was a nice piece, and like I said, it made it a lot easier. You know, but you just kind of got to remember which one you're in. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you've got a long history of in Ohio, Attica, Fremont, and I'm sure a number of other tracks. What's the What's the furthest away you've gotten? Uh, what are some some memories that you have of tracks that you've you've had to travel to? Um, I don't know. I'm probably gonna say, um, Chillicothe. We you know we won some races down there. Lima. Um, I don't know what would be the furthest away, and probably be. I mean, I've been all over actually. You know, I've been to Atlantic City. We run some indoor stuff out there, and been to Florida and run indoor stuff with the Goku's and, we, <laughs> and I probably forget about uh, most of them but it's it, anywhere I can go like I said we try and go anywhere we can Chili Bowl was pretty cool and I got to go out to Tulsa and do that a couple years ago and then I actually got to go back and uh, do it with my daughter Kelsey too that was uh, that was really cool you know it's kind of like this past weekend her getting to run from in the Rumble in the 600 for the first time. She's ran go-karts in there before, but, uh, you know, we actually got to do the race together again there, and I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, kind of speaking of those, of the 600s, what, you know, what goes into those Rumble cars is, you know, is it's only usually the off-season type deal? Yeah, we, uh, I just, I, earlier today, I was over there and taking them all apart, and 
get the fuel out of them and we'll put them away and next December we'll get them out again get them ready and go again (laughs) (laughs) and and you mentioned you know in addition to uh Fort Wayne that you know they have some of those races in like Atlantic City and I think like Reading, Pennsylvania, maybe Syracuse. Are you planning on hitting those this year too, or no? No, no. We did it. We did them all last year. We did Allentown, um, Atlantic City, and uh, Syracuse. But uh, the guy that I raced for last year, he sold all his stuff. So uh, we may go out to Atlantic City and watch. Um, you know, who knows? But that's always a pretty good time out there with all the casinos and everything right around there. <laughs> And uh, like I said, we're getting ready to go to Tulsa here in a couple of weeks out to the Chili Bowl to watch. Uh, we've been doing that for 13, 14 years. And so, uh, yeah. We call it our vacation, but we're, we're going racing, but we're not going racing. Mm-hmm. You know? We get to go sit in the stands and watch. That's it's, hard for me to, it's hard for me to do, but I'm adjusted to it. <laughs> <laughs> racing vacations are the best vacations. Right, that's what hey, that's what she tells me. As long as she's happy, we're good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now that the the off season is uh, is nearly over, and, and we're about to turn uh, back to, to sprint cars, what's what's the plan for four ten or, or three hundred five? What are you looking at for twenty twenty uh, back in the wing car? Um, we haven't really haven't really made any commitments yet. Um, I'm my goal is to get back into a 410 um we're trying we got some different avenues here we're trying to figure out which way we're going to go but um you know we're trying to sell them the 305 stuff if that would happen that's probably going to make it a little bit easier it hasn't happened yet but we haven't really pushed the issue either because you know we put that stuff away like i said then we started getting ready for indoor stuff so now we'll get the indoor stuff out of there. We'll get the sprint car stuff. <laughs> Maybe we'll get more excited about it. Because <laughs> it never really quits, actually. Like I said, we've got a couple more indoor go-kart deals we'll do. and um, So I actually really never do quit racing. <laughs> Where are those? What are those indoor carts uh, that you're going to do? What are those events that you're going to? Uh, we've got one more in Columbus and then... Um, not sure we may do a couple other ones. Um, just depends on you know, they got some dirt stuff you can do inside, and um, we went to a couple of different places. And I know we've got one more at Columbus down there at the state fairgrounds. We we race kind of the same deal like the Rumble and on concrete, and well, Larry runs that deal out there or down there too. And so we'll just you know keep going here. So what's it like when when you and Kelsey are both at the same event? Do you? Uh, do you get to give advice? Does she, does she listen? Do you guys stay away from each other? How's that dynamic work? Oh no, no, no! I try and try and help as you know, help her out any way I can, and um, you know, she she always usually asks this, that, or the other, and I just try and you know give her the best advice that I can, and she's been around it enough; she knows pretty much what's going on. But I think she just likes to hear it from me just to make sure she's thinking right, you know. <laughs> Say that, you know, you get into that 410 this upcoming year and uh, you and Kelsey are battling for, for a win going into that last corner. So uh, how are you going to race her? You know, are, are you going to give her room, give her a right rear, you know, somewhere in the middle? You know, what what would happen there? <laughs> We've always talked about that. We always kid. And, and 
I would never, I would never, you know, I've said before, I would, I would do that to win, do that, you know, and raise your heart. I'm going to, you know, I've always told her that I'm not going to roll over and give it to you. You know, um, I would never, never do anything that would even question it. You know, we've had a couple mm-hmm. issues, a couple issues in the go-karts and stuff. And it, was, <laughs> it was just pure, you know, it happens, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when we first started running through fives together, somebody got into me and turned me around and I'm trying to get the car woed and I see Kelsey coming right at me and I'm thinking, oh man, she ended up jumping the left rear and stuff. And I thought, dang, it's just going to be her first flip and it's going to be because of me. I mean, not because of me, but off of me or whatever, you know, like I said, somebody got in the back of me, turned me around. And hopefully she didn't flip. She's like, oh my God, Dad! I thought I was going for a ride. I said, I know, dear. I closed my eyes too. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think she would race you the same way? Oh yeah, I know she would. Yeah, I know she would. Yeah, I mean, That's she, good. she doesn't race anybody like that. You know, uh-huh. I try not to either, and it and it's happened before, and you know, it's not like you're doing it on purpose, anyhow. But mm-hmm. somebody, I mean, somebody dirties you, then you kind of, you know, you lose respect or. You, you know, you think twice again when it comes up to that point again, you know what I'm saying? But I try and race everybody that I would race everybody the way I would want them to race me, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that keeps you on everybody's Christmas list card or Christmas card list. And, uh, it makes for some less awkward family Thanksgivings too. Oh yeah. That, that definitely <laughs> helps there. You know, but. <laughs> Knock on wood. We've never had any issues, so we don't, hopefully we won't have to worry about that. Right. <laughs> so it, along those lines, I mean, over the years, who's, who's somebody that you've, you've really enjoyed, you know, going wheel to wheel with, or, you know, if you saw them off your, uh, left front and you knew you knew it was about to be a battle can you think of anybody over the years that, that you had a lot of fun oh yeah i mean I've, I've always you know i mean racing with the people like you used to um you know growing up watching racing and then finally getting to race with them like mark keegan you know um i mean i uh, got to race with jim linder a few times you know he was always a big fan of or a big hero of mine i watched him um Bobby Allen was always my hero because I always, I always just liked the scruffy deal and the old deal there. Got to race with him a couple of times. Uh, like in the truck deal when we raced out here at Fremont, um, you know, Art Ball, he was, a, he's a big, I mean, he's, well, he was, I think, what is he? I'm forgetting. He's, he's winning. I think he's got the most wins at Fremont, which actually I'm tied. Tied for third with the most wins at Fremont with Mark Keegan, you know, and we we did that this year. And Mark actually came out on the front straightaway and and got his picture taken with me. And his his boy Mikey is racing now, so I mean, yeah, you know, there's stuff like that that just you'll never forget. Who is uh, who's a young driver now that that you get to see, uh, whether or not you're watching them on online or you see them at Fremont or Attica? Who's some of the the younger guns in the in the sprint cars that you're that you enjoy watching. Oh, that's a bad thing about it. I don't really get to watch a whole lot. <laughs> 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 Usually when you're at the racetrack, you feel like you're not in the car, you're you may go up and watch a little bit, but you're at more looking at the racetrack than really what's going on. There's some there's some up and comers though that used to race go karts and stuff. Um I I think they got some they got like, you know, there's a Tyler Street and uh 
Um, there's like I said, there's a couple other ones up there, like Jordan Ryan. He's 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 actually coming doing a pretty good job, and they've been doing some four ten stuff. And um, you know, I, I don't know. There's a bunch of other ones. <laughs> like I said, you don't really watch them a whole. And actually, I'm racing against a bunch of them now. You know, so. <laughs> it, it's cool though when they come and ask you ask you for advice or you know pick your brain a little bit uh, i know it's uh the casey zebold uh she's been started running 305s here and used to race go-karts with them and and she's good friends with my daughter and she's been hunting a couple nights and we've sat and she's like i was always afraid to ask you and i'm like you don't ever be afraid to ask mm-hmm. me yet. you know you might not like what i tell you but <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say on a, on a related note so you talked about the guys that you liked racing against. So who are some of those guys, you know, some of those toughest competitors that you've gone up against? Oh, I mean, you know, we used to do some all-star stuff. And, you know, we used to race against Dale Blaney. And, and um, uh, Frankie was, yeah, Frankie was kind of done by the time when we really got going pretty good. But, you know, you had uh, uh, Paul McMahon. I mean, there was, you know, like I said, then you had Mark Keegan here on a local base or on a regular deal, and uh, Mike Linder, Byron Reed. I mean, <laughs> there was a bunch of them. All right. So one of the questions, one of the final questions I want to ask, you mentioned that you know, you've been at this for a long time, uh, a lot of years. Uh, how many years has it been, you know, from the beginning of the go-kart racing till now? Uh, well, I started – uh, racing go-karts when I was 16, so I'm 50 now, so that's what, 34? 34 years? I think so. <laughs> that's a lot of a lot of changes in the sport, uh, a lot of changes in uh, rules, tracks, a lot of changing faces, and uh, it's quite the history. So uh, we gotta got to give you props for that, and uh, we appreciate you sticking with us, with, with it, and uh, continuing to put on a show for us here in Ohio. Yeah, hopefully I got a few more years left in me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know you mentioned that you were, uh, you know, kind of looking around at the 410 opportunities and, and whether it's 410, 305, uh, or we catch you in a truck or a go-kart, wherever it is. Or even a wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow, yeah. <laughs> I think Wayne County does that every now and then. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we look forward to seeing you in, in 2020 uh, uh, at the tracks here in Ohio. Yep, we will be somewhere, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ivy, we really appreciate your time uh, getting on the phone with us, and congratulations on the success at the Rumble at Fort Wayne uh, over the past weekend, and uh, we hope that 2020 brings uh, a lot more success for you. And uh, happy new year, and uh, have a great week. Same to you guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. As always, we're coming to you from the home of the Ohio Dirt Track Podcast in the St. Pete District Studios, downtown Mansfield. St. Pete District Studios is a full-service recording studio that can meet any of your recording needs. Rob will get you in and get you taken care of. Rock and roll, gospel, jazz, opera, heavy metal, you name it, they'll record it. Even commercial or podcast needs. Rob has clearly made major improvements to the sound of the Ohio Dirt Track Podcast, and we want to share that with you as well. So, for booking... Email Rob at robinrecorder at gmail.com or find them on Facebook at St. Pete District Studios. Well, that was an awesome conversation, man. It's always good to get on the phone with somebody who's been in the sport for 36 years and has wheeled just about everything 
uh, on dirt, indoors, concrete, all of it, man. I, I think he's got uh, quite the experiences. Oh, I think so, too. Like we said, it was 34 years, and he's raced just about everything there is to race. So uh, a lot of experience, a lot of stories. Uh, and, you know, it's cool to see, you know, his daughter Kelsey get to, you know, come up the ranks and is in a 410. I think this will be 2020 will be her third year in a 410. Um, and, you know, he, he wants to get back into the 410 as well. So uh, the passion is still there for John, and uh, it'll definitely be pretty cool to see if he can get back into that 410. That'd be cool to, cool to see. Yep. Hope we, uh, we get to see him back out there, Attica and Fremont in 2020, um, as well as uh, Kelsey continuing the legacy there. Um, lots of talent there, and I think she's got a strong future as I well. So, so the, the family is going to – stay on uh i'm sure in sprint car racing mm-hmm. so uh and there was there was one thing i wanted to ask john about and i forgot to but uh there was so i'll mention it here uh so there was one night at fremont i think it was 2017 or 2018 but uh like i think john blew a 305 motor and all of a sudden they just see the uh the truck and trailer just you know go flying out of the parking lot and you know, they're gone for a little bit, and it's about 305, uh, or about time for the 305B main, and all of a sudden, here comes John Ivey back on track. You know, that's one of the cool things about them being so close to the track is they were able to take the car, go back to the shop, swap motors, and come back in time for the 305 race and uh, make it into the show. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. So that's, that's just... I mean, if, if that's not passion and dedication, I don't know what is. A lot of guys probably would have just thrown in the towel. Definitely a lot of history there. Uh, if you are not familiar with, with John Ivey, uh, hopefully you'll get out and get to see him uh, and his daughter Kelsey run this year. Hopefully you learned a little bit here on the first episode of 2020 uh, with the Ohio Dirt Track Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Jacob, you got anything else before we get out of here? Um. Maybe we'll see you at Sandusky Speedway on uh, New Year's Day. I think they're running probably about three classes of stock cars on pavement in any kind of weather, but um, I, it's, I'm calling, you know, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday the off-season, and by golly, we're racing on Wednesday. So I'm enjoying these uh, three days of off-season, and then it's right back at it. <laughs> so uh, I think the low is going to be... Uh, I don't want to know. The, the high is going to be... Low to low to mid thirties on Don't tell me. Wednesday. Don't I think. <laughs> of course, this is airing on Thursday, so uh, the day after that, right. that race. So, but um, hopefully, you'll get out there and uh, and get to enjoy right. that. It'll be uh, first day of the year, first day of the decade, and uh, one race, one new track on pavement, even which is weird to say, but uh, yeah, hopefully it's a good time. Hopefully, uh, they get it in. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to episode 36 here. And uh, we have a lot more to come in 2020. So come on back next week. And as always, get out, get dirty, and support your local tracks.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.